0: hit record on these hoes. Okay, um, episode ninety one. Yeah, nine one. Jeez, man. Okay, three, two, one, hit it.
1: Good morning. Good afternoon. Good evening. Good night to whoever you are, wherever you are. Yeah. Uh, welcome to a, another episode of your girlfriend's favorite podcast. This is a show hosted by myself, Vusani, and Sees Where Moyo Sat Across Me. Mm-hmm. We're your two wonderful hosts. Uh, wonderful, we are. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Round of applause for us.
0: Honestly, we don't give ourselves <laughs> enough flowers. <laughs> uh,
1: yeah. yeah, 91st episode.
0: 91 episodes.
1: We're, we're approaching the millennium. Uh, eight millennium more. Yeah, nine more. Let we get to the 2000s. The millennium a thousand? Yeah, man, we're in the 90s now. We're getting to the thousands <laughs> we're getting to the hundreds was like this, this is a, centri- this what people in ni- the year 1991 felt <laughs> oh. like they were like we we're approaching it soon yeah y2k
0: hitting y2k the new millennium
1: we're about to die <laughs> that's how they felt yeah and they survived uh that's some dumb shit why did they actually think that i don't know it's like, usually one person that starts a rumor yeah and yeah. it just spreads same thing as like 2012
0: and you know what they did? Like years afterwards, to cover up their stupidity, they said, "No, we didn't think the world was coming to an end. We thought that the world was going to be taken over by robots." Wow. And uh, well, computers. Yeah. <laughs> and that robots would take things over. It's like, you guys thought she was ending. <laughs> <Stop lying to> <laughs> <us."> <laughs> You're All liars, man. It's
1: been a while since we've parted. It's been a minute. Uh, yeah. Yeah, like what, two, three weeks? It's been a long time. It's
0: been like two or three weeks, yeah.
1: How you how have you been? What's, what's new in your life? What's been going on?
0: Uh, Nothing's really new, man. Uh, I'm very much a family man. I didn't think it would happen this quickly. But, like, I'm very comfortable just staying home, staying out of trouble. <laughs> what uh, kind of trouble is there? No, like, you know, what we used to do <laughs> before we were in relationships. <laughs> Jeez. But yeah, like I just like I, I like being at home, bruh. So like I, I spend a lot of time uh, doing assignments and whatnot. I don't enjoy that part. That part fucking sucks. But just staying at home, relaxing, not going anywhere. I've got I've gotten bored of driving. Like I've had my car for a year now, and I'm bored. Probably need something more powerful now. Been <laughs> <laughs> looking at an M three. Then my my budget's been like, <laughs> <laughs> you thought. She's happiness,
1: mad. Exactly. Yeah, do, do what you got to do. <laughs>
0: exactly. Um. Yeah. My girl is. She's about to pop any time now. Jeez. So I don't know if you ever ever even told the listeners. Yeah.
1: Ah uh, no, it wasn't. Never it wasn't my business yeah. to tell. No, so. but I don't think we ever like said <laughs> this yeah. is
0: what's happening. So it just seems like they don't know what we're talking about. So, for those who don't know, who listen to the podcast, I am expecting a child at the end of August. Hit us with a round of applause. <laughs> that is a celebratory thing.
1: Nah, I thought you were still going to add more to it. Yeah,
0: <laughs> I, I was going to add just that no. this is the reason why I can't afford I, an M3. <laughs> I, I you are going to hit us
1: with, like, the Mufasa speeches, you know, to the nation. Oh,
0: shit, man. Nah, none of that, man. Nothing hectic. Millions of people, literally billions of people have had kids before me. This is not... <laughs> <laughs> It's not a monumentous moment in human history at all. That's mad. <laughs> what are you gonna yeah. do
1: if your girl hears this? <laughs> She's gonna be like
0: <laughs> No, I mean it's a big deal to me, but people yeah. listening probably don't really give a fuck, it's my child. It's not <laughs> theirs. <laughs> so yeah, I'm expecting my my first firstborn. Your first child. <laughs> that I know of. That you know of.
2: <laughs> oh wow. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, at the end of August So, yeah, we've been, you know, arranging Doing the necessary arrangements for that
1: You ever worry that uh, What's that show on Moja Love? Pay Papkhal You ever worry that it's going to come for you? What one is day? that? I, I haven't seen this one It's like a show where they go fetch baby daddies Like baby mamas go fetch their baby daddies And say pay child support jeez dude did you ever worry that that might happen
0: no 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 no. you
1: got no seed out there
0: i've got no seed dude i would know by now <laughs> i know by now if somebody said dude yeah. this is your child if you don't want him that's fine if you want him you know where to find me i've never denied a child i'm not fucking michael jackson i didn't say the kid <laughs> is not my son none of that dude oh man like i've never denied yeah. any any child
1: mj did billy really bad <laughs> yeah you're <did> dirty <laughs> man
0: in the public, he walked uh, all over her, her he, name.
1: He he made his like deadbeatness <laughs> a pop chart. Like
0: and it's crazy. a true story actually. Yeah. That's all, that's the, the crazy part. Like that song is a true story. But no, I've never. I'll. I never want to find myself in that situation, dude. Like, yeah, no, that's scary. The thought of it. Like now that I'm in a committed relationship and I am expecting my first child that I know about.
1: Like, do you, do you feel like you've had to make lifestyle changes within yourself in mm. getting ready for fatherhood? Like, do you feel like there's parts of an older Caesar that had to, you had to get rid of yeah. in preparation for having a child, or yeah, or well, you, do you feel like you're still the same person?
0: I think I'm the same person, but. I'm not as rough around the edges as I used to be. And I think that's apparent in this podcast. Like, since we've been doing the podcast in the past, I'd say, year, in the past year, there's been a character shift. It's not a character change. I still think I'm the same sizzle, capable of making the same type of rude remarks, I guess. But there's more refinedness about my character. And that is a result of having a girlfriend long term. I don't think it's necessarily a result of the child that's on the way. Mm. That one I'm still like thinking, what would I need to be more of? What are my best qualities that need to be accentuated more when I have a child? And that's what you think about. You're like, okay, am I an empathetic person? I can be. But I need to be more of that in preparation for having a child. Like you need to ha- your best qualities need to be accentuated more. That's what I think. Yeah. And I don't think that has happened yet. I don't you think that is happening. Do
1: you feel that, obviously the two of you know the gender of the child. Oh, I'm assuming you do. Yeah, it's a boy. It's a boy. So do you feel that the that your child being a, a boy or male, yeah. has that changed certain parts of you as opposed to if you were going to have a daughter? Like, do you feel like maybe because you're having a boy child, mm-hmm. more of your masculine qualities have increased? You know, you feel the need to, be more manly in preparation that i'm going to need to pass down certain knowledge to this young this young <sighs> spartan that i'm about <laughs> to raise no, i <laughs>
0: don't i don't think so but i get your point yeah i, I think that like, would definitely like the classic
1: be... if i have a daughter it softens me up i treat women yeah. more respectfully yeah. type of jazz we always hear
0: yeah that that's a very good question dude i've never Thought about changing the way I am because I think that I'm suitable enough to be in a relationship. That I'm suitable. That my son will be suitable enough to be accepted in society. As you know, if he gets his social cues from me, he'll be accepted in society. I'm not gonna try and change myself to make myself. Like, look, look at it this way, dude. Like, you're accepted, right? Yeah. You're not like like yeah, was I'm this gay or something? <laughs> Yeah, but you're accepted. Like, what? why would you change yourself if you're already acceptable? Like, your behavior-wise, you're accepted as, you know, your personality traits are accepted in society. If maybe I was somebody who was, like, a criminal or I was criminally minded, that would be more reason to change my behavior, no? Mm-hmm. But I don't think I've had to make serious changes to my masculinity, like... No, no. Just short answer is no. I don't think I've had to. You you think you'd, you'd be doing that? You, you think you'd do that? I do think
1: in terms of raising a child, mm-hmm. you obviously imprint upon a child. Yeah. And we all choose how we're going to imprint upon a child because mm-hmm. we always want to, uh, the cl- more classic jazz, we always want our child to not make the same mistakes we did. That's true. So... Whatever flaws we have, mm-hmm. we always want to make sure our child doesn't have those flaws.
0: It's, so inevitable. it's inevitable; they can have yeah. different flaws. So
1: they, yeah, that's true as well. Yeah. But we always like feel like we're gonna change certain things mm-hmm. so that they don't go through the same things we I did hear or you. become the same person I was. Mm. No, you I know what you. I mean?
0: I th- I think I learned more from the way I was parented. So mm. for instance, if I think my parents were a bit too hard on me. Then I know that, okay, I can loosen the reins a little bit with my child because it's something that I didn't like yeah. there is the da- the danger in that is we live in a very liberal society, and things go badly when you're too liberal but with your kids like there needs to be a lot of conservatism in certain aspects, right like mm. you need to I don't know there needs to be a balance between the two and I don't want to be like, oh, because we live in this new age, my child should just go out there and do everything and experiment like I'm not Dwayne Wade. I'm not gonna have a kid <laughs> that's not even puberty age and decides that he wants to be a uh, trans whatever, like yeah what what your brother would call a transformer. <laughs> yeah. Autobots, uh, Decepticons. <laughs> yeah, no, no offense to those people, but yeah. I no, dude. Like there are things that I'm gonna be like you'll decide when you're an adult. Mm. Like already I can see the conflict in our my partner and I's, like, ideas towards parenting. She wants, you know, the child to be a Christian. And I'm I'm just like, okay, it's cool. As a child, you're going to have to make decisions for the child. But when he's old enough, I want him to decide for himself. I don't want him to fall victim. He must always keep an open mind. Like, just keep an open mind. Don't do things because your mother said it. Or don't do things because your father said it. Like, think for yourself. And that's the way I see it. He's like, no, no, no. His life will be better like this. Like, you don't know that. <laughs> you mm. just simply don't. Like, some decisions kids make for themselves. Maybe as adults, they make them for themselves, and it's for their own good. Like, you can only do so much up until a certain point, and I guess that's the thing that scares people the most about having kids: is mm. how are they going to turn out? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, no, definitely. It's a coin toss, man. <laughs> it's, it's a coin toss.
1: Obviously, there's always the classic question. Yeah is raised every day almost Mm -hmm. about discipline uh how to discipline a child yeah the i don't know how how were you how were you disciplined growing up did you ever get hit with like a belt or anything like that yeah so how do you feel about that now uh, that you're going to have a child inevitably there's going to be that day where your child does something that was wrong Mm -hmm. now you need to either you need to give them a life lesson (laughs) going forward to let them know that what you did was wrong yeah but what's the approach are you going to take your parents approach and whoop out the gave them an ass whooping (laughs) or are you going to be this new style of parents who say i'm going to talk to you as the respected human you deserve to be and we're going to sit down and talk peacefully and i'm going to explain to this six-year-old why what they did was wrong
0: Okay, first I'm going to share a story with you and then I'll answer that question, mm. right? My dad, <laughs> and it makes me laugh now. It was a fucking traumatizing experience then, but it Jeez. makes me laugh now. <laughs> yeah. Like, this guy was so angry at me for what I had done, you know? Like, uh, so I used to take music lessons as a kid. I bunked those music lessons. Jeez. <laughs> this guy was so mad because it wasn't the first time, it wasn't the second time. It was like, yeah. I had done this thing and he kept warning me, dude, stop doing that. And I did it, dude. Me and my brother did that. This gent, when I say this guy kept his level of anger for such a sustained period of time, (laughs) he went outside, (laughs) cut off a branch on the tree, dude. A nice aerodynamic one, right? Fly through the (laughs) air. Yeah. He found one of those, you know, took off all the excess leaves and twigs. And he fucking whooped me with that shit, like that nigga <laughs> stayed angry for that. He could all, he could do all of that. <laughs> yeah, that's, the anger doesn't <laughs>
1: subside in, in like in that. I like, know you've done pissed you, someone
0: you off. You pissed them off like to another degree. And guess what, dude? I never bunked ever again after that. Mm. I never bunked ever again. And one of the 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 benefits of that is that it teaches you, like when you when you do something repeatedly. It teaches you discipline like Mm. you go to piano lessons you're not just learning about the piano you're learning about practicing something and perfecting it that's the lesson there it's like okay you can learn it you can can play an instrument but that's not the broader picture and that's why i believe in beating kids I just jumped to the conclusion. Yeah, that's why I believe in meeting kids. You're Look, like
1: this great life lessons in learning piano, you know, discipline. Yes. Excellence. Habitual practice. And that's why we beat kids. Because I okay, that's how you okay, maybe I didn't
0: I didn't <laughs> explain it thoroughly, okay? <laughs> but, but I get you. I get you. You that, know what I'm saying, right? Yeah. Like, the the ass whooping if it didn't me, happen to you, exactly. You
1: would have continued to bunk, you would have exactly. missed out on some other bigger life lessons. Thank you. That yeah.
0: That's exactly what I meant. So if that experience didn't happen to me, I would have just been a bunker. I would have mm. brought that into other aspects of my life, like It it can happen. It can have that domino effect. There are no real consequences for not doing something. And I don't want to make that a lesson to my kid that there are no consequences for doing Mm. something. So I took the ass whooping and I never did that again, dude. Like, I just never did it again. And there were ass whoopings for other things and I never repeated those things. Yeah. The problem is with sitting down and talking to a child is that you can't reason with a child, right? They don't have the same reasoning faculties as adults do maybe around the age of 18 or or slightly younger than that they start to develop but you can't really talk to a child dude. you have to show them another way of getting your point across like don't do it or else this is gonna happen and it's really black and white like that you you don't do that or you get whooped if you do it you get whooped if you don't do it
1: Mm. you won't get whooped yeah I, i see a lot of people's argument for not beating children it's like obviously they feel like you might be teaching violence and all mm. that. Obviously, we're not abusing.
0: Yeah, children. you're not abusing the child. We're not abusing the person, but also you don't tell me what I can do with my child.
1: And then another thing is that people argue that okay, you're creating fear more than respect. And it's like, for me, it's not really one of the two. It's not yeah, no. It's not a fear versus respect thing. It's more of a what you shouldn't do and what you should be doing. I agree. Type of thing. Mm. I'm not beating you to get your respect. I'm not beating you to instill fear yeah. in me. No, I'm just. I just don't want you to fucking graffiti the walls outside. Exactly. <laughs> like, that's all I don't exactly. want to happen. Um. So yeah, I just wanted to get that from you. Honestly, it's interesting.
0: Uh, what? How would you? How would you approach it? Especially as somebody who is studying the way the mind works specifically. Yeah, uh,
1: it's so interesting. Uh, yeah. This is one thing I always make clear to people, even at home. All the time, because I think a curse of the studies I've done, the profession I'm in, mm-hmm. that people expect you to be the psychologist and counselor mm-hmm. outside of the office. Mm-hmm. No, fuck that. <laughs> like I, ha- I work nine to five. Yeah, and yeah, when yeah, clock yeah. is five, I'm done being a psychologist. That's true. Now I'm back to being a hood nigga <laughs> <laughs> <Okay>? so, <laughs> People need to understand that. <laughs> yeah, what I practice in my office, I don't always have to practice it as well outside Absolutely. my personal life. I'm Absolutely. still a human being. Yeah. I just have the faculties to know that what I'm doing is wrong. Yeah. And I make that informed choice, knowing yeah. it's wrong. Yeah. 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 So with me, I'll give you, with me and my partner, mm-hmm. we're also pretty much the same way. She was never beaten as a child. Mm. Like all that ever the worst that ever happened was parents and guardians just shouting yeah and that was enough to make her cry mm. and you know she'd get the message from that but mm. she was never laid a hand on her like no one ever beat her of anything mm-hmm. i under had then fuck man i've been beating <laughs> <black. you> <laughs> hands, yeah, i've cut the belt yeah. i even had to make my own belt selection and <laughs> i was like yeah go pick one <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and i was like oh lord yeah like, damn yeah, yeah. <laughs> So I think we're like the
0: last generation that ever got whooped. Yeah. Like obviously our, our our brothers who are older than us got whooped but like shit, we were probably the last ones right before the 2000s exactly. to get whooped thoroughly.
1: So for me, I see the benefits in it. Yeah, yeah. And I don't want to make it a whole I turned out fine thing, no, but I just it kind of is like that, that. Yeah. It got me to stop doing bad shit mm-hmm. as a kid. Mm-hmm. Like, there were things I learned, okay, you shouldn't do this anymore. It's that's actually... True. And it wasn't a case of fear. It was more of a, okay, actually, now I know it's wrong. Yeah, exactly. Like, so, for me, I'm pro disciplined. like, you know, Thank when it comes to just giving a child a, a beating yeah. or a spanking, as they call it. Yeah, I'm pro for it. Obviously, I don't think I'll do it every single time my child does something wrong. Yeah, no, wrong.
0: that's going to be excessive... like Like
1: it'll be it'll depend on the offense exactly yeah everything is contextual so just depends on what's happened Mm -hmm. and how to deal with it if it's something that can be dealt with with just talking Mm -hmm. i'll talk excuse Mm -hmm. me but if i see it does need this person to fucking catch hands they're gonna catch these hands
0: thing is about kids especially when they're like teenagers and you know this about yourself the more you're told not to do something the more you want to do it Mm. and that's probably probably the part that i'm dreading the most like that part of their upbringing because it's so formative but it's also so difficult to navigate because look the beatings are going to stop hurting at a certain age they don't hurt as much yeah and the the belts are going to Turn into a different type of fighting, like fist fights that are actually (laughs) going to hurt. And I don't want that, okay? There's, like, certain things that I won't do to my kids. Like, I won't hit you, like, with my fist. That's a different type. That's unnecessary. Mm. But at a certain age, those whoopings are going to stop hurting, dude. Like, you got to find new ways to make things hurt. Yeah. And they start taking away phones, start taking away PlayStations, TVs.
1: So that's the thing. At a certain age, you can't beat the child. You can't. You. Like, yeah. you're just too grown <laughs> to tell you go, get about. Exactly. Nah, you're too exactly. grown now. You're going to fight back. Because, <laughs> exactly. guess
0: fight back, bro?
1: Like, <laughs> that Gohan block. <laughs> you know, like, you did to Piccolo. Yeah. It's like, oh, shit. <laughs> things, uh, have <laughs> things have changed. Things
0: have changed. The student becomes the master, bro. Like, that's probably one part of it that I'm not particularly looking forward to. Mm. And it would be very interesting to hear what like people have to say. Like, what would you do? Like, w- where you find yourself in the position where the corporal punishment isn't going to work anymore? Uh, to me,
1: right? It's when obviously when my child gets to that age, they're mm. teenager. Mm. Um, I I just want my child to be a decent person.
0: That's it. Yeah. So
1: I'm gonna deal with them and their attitude if their attitude stinks mm-hmm. i'm going to let it, them know that your attitude stinks mm-hmm. i'm not going to tolerate this mm-hmm. and you know because i don't want to be that parent who let's just say there's a parent teacher meeting mm-hmm. you rock up and the teacher say your child's disruptive in class mm-hmm. they're not doing well and then i blame the teacher i don't want to be that yeah, person no, 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 no. i'm going to look at my child and say <laughs> why the fuck are you doing this like, like,
0: the teacher wouldn't say that for no reason. Exactly. You
1: know, like, so I'm going to take, I'm not going to fight the teacher on their behalf. No, I'm going to take you over and be like, listen here, you little shit. Yeah. <laughs> like, mm. get your act together.
0: Did you, you know what, what my dad used to do? Like, my dad was called in a couple of times <clears throat> for isolated incidents. Only happened a couple of times in my school career, maybe twice or three times. He'd always take my side in public. But at home, that's when I got the earful. So, at least in public, we could show a united front. But at home, oh, my God, he'd rip me to shreds. And that's what I I, I think I want to do with my kid. But the embarrassment seems to be way more effective. Like, if you're embarrassed in front of, like, <laughs> your dad, that's way more effective than, you know, like, oh, your dad's ending up for you in public. Like, nah. I don't mm. think so. I don't, I don't know. Maybe that's just the way I think about it.
1: But... It's, it's it's a difficult thing. I think everyone yeah. will go on their own parental journey.
0: That's a fact. That's a fact. It's like, there's no right or wrong way to exactly. do it at the end of the day. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Because I think as well, like, even if we look at ourselves, mm-hmm. what's one thing that all of us are guilty of doing growing up? All of us are guilty of trying to correct our parents' mistakes That's in our fact. own lives. That is true. Yeah. And inevitably, our children are going to do that as well. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's just a journey, you know, take it step by step. You can read all the books we need, we can get all the advice, but ultimately decisions are going to happen that are not in a book.
0: That's a fact. Your child
1: is going to do something that no parenting book has told you how to deal with. And in that moment, you need to make a decision as a mom and a dad Mm -hmm. and say, what do we do now?
0: Yeah, no, that's just a fact. That's just a fact. Like I was watching a, a show uh, called Atypical. I don't know if you've seen this on, mm, on yeah, Netflix, yeah, yeah. About that autistic kid, mm. and I'm thinking this must be a different challenge, bro. Like you've got one autistic teenager, and then you've got another female daughter, <laughs> like mm. that it, that's in her teen years. It's like, how do you how do you parent, bro? Like that must be the toughest thing because there is no handbook on parenting. Firstly, and there's no handbook on parenting a child. With autism. So, already the things that you think your child is not getting because your child is a stupid teenager. Mm. You add the autism onto that because now they can't read the the, the social cues or, you know, whatever it is. It makes things ten times more difficult. So, you just got to go into it with, like, we're going to do our best. That's literally what you have to do. You don't neglect any responsibility as far as your kids are concerned. Mm. And I think that's the best way to look at it, yeah, it's fucking. Yeah. It's a it's a scary thing, man. But I'm I'm really looking forward to it. Um, I've been saying to my friends f- since I was like much younger that I really want a kid. Probably when I was nineteen or twenty, I was like, I'm I want a kid now. <laughs> yeah. So now it's happening, and yeah, it's been a tough journey, man. But at least we've got the, you know, he's coming. He's coming. Uh, about yeah. a month and a half, he's coming. So.
1: I wanna ask you one more thing. Sure. Uh, obviously we grew up with white friends right and we mm-hmm. noticed the difference between some of our white friends whose parents were more carefree right. versus our parents yeah. like for example i think many a black uh, child who grew up in a suburban area at some point you visited a white person's house mm-hmm. And their parents were chill as fuck. They let you yeah. drink, smoke, hub. And you were like, this is a whole new world. You were like, like, where the hell am I? <laughs> <laughs> this, and then I fall into a rabbit hole, like, Absolutely. what is going on here? Yeah. And now we're a generation. We drink, we smoke, hub. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Do you ever, you know, how are you going to navigate this now with the child? Obviously, I know if you were smoking up, you wouldn't smoke in front of the child, you know, mm-hmm. secondhand, smoke and all that. Mm-hmm. But how are you going to navigate these things now, like, in your own household of you want to light a, a pipe mm-hmm. are you just gonna are you gonna have to like hide it from a child or you're just gonna make your child understand that this is what adults do are you gonna yeah. give them that freedom when they get to like 14 15. Yeah. now they're actually there in high school you know at least one of their friends does it at their home that's true are you now gonna be, be like okay you can do it at home with me mm-hmm. and mom but under our supervision like what how are you gonna navigate
0: these things of like Paraphernalia, drugs, alcohol. I, all ideally, that. ideally, I, I will have created a, a relationship where they could speak to me about it. Like that's where what I've always thought. Like I should. I don't want my kids to hide things from me, dude. If they're and it's inevitable. That's the thing. Like mm. unless I tell them that to a certain degree, that's okay. Because okay, think about the the time you had your first drink, the time you you smoked your first hookah. Like yeah. I was twelve turning 13, I was in grade 7. Like, we had this thing at church, a festa, you know, into a Portuguese church. We had a festa at church. Somebody had, you know, caparinha. Somebody had hubli. we're like, ah, dude, can I give you some money? You can go buy me one. And then, like, all, all of a sudden, you're drinking a caparinha. you're 13 years old, <laughs> and you're smoking hub. Like, yeah, it's <laughs> it, crazy. it can happen that quickly. Yeah. And because kids want to experiment, they're going to do that, dude. Mm. And as soon as they hear that, somebody else's dad is like dude my dad said i shouldn't do this type of stuff so if he ever saw me he'd kill me your child is going to internalize that too and be like yeah i should probably keep this on the download as well in case my parents freak out yeah but if they see me in the house smoking Hubley, the first place they must come to like the first place they must go is to me and say dad can i try that because that's what i did like my dad used to drink this this wine, man. It tastes like shit. Looking back now, it's it's grasha. You heard, it, you seen grasha, 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 something like that. And I, I took a sip of the shit and I was like, oh, that's shit. And I gave it back to him. But you're just tasting, right? Mm. It's it's more innocent, but it's like, dad, can I take a pull of that hub? I'm like, well, firstly, why are you saying take a pull? You sound like too much of an expert already. <laughs> Where did you learn about this? <laughs> take a pull of that yeah. hub. But it's like, yeah, I want him to come to me first if he has questions about that. Questions about mm. girls, whatever. Like, that relationship be, should be open enough between his mother and I.
1: Yeah.
0: Ideally, um, but you never know.
1: Because, I mean, I, I've i seen it as well with one of my nieces, where, by, like, if I'm having a hub or I'm having a hub with my brother, and mm. she comes or she has dad and uncle, mm. then she knows that, In her mind, we're like dragons that create smoke, but (laughs) she obviously knows that it's smoking as well. Yeah, even though she's super young, she also knows that that's smoke. Yeah, smoking probably at school they've taught these kids don't smoke, smoking is bad. Yeah, but at the same time, I think she's had the conversation with her dad, or her dad has told at any point, You do not touch this thing, Mm -hmm. you don't ask for it, it's for adults Mm -hmm. only, Mm -hmm. and whatnot. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and I think that's kind of like how it would go for our generation as well. Like this generation we are in now, where our kids are gonna see us doing these things as they're growing up. Yeah. Like we're gonna we're raising a generation of kids that are gonna be like, oh yeah, all our parents fucking smoke herb when they come home from work. It's <laughs> gonna be wild. <laughs> You know that's mean? a different generation altogether. Like, yeah and my dad gets home from work he goes onto the balcony and smokes his hub <laughs> like, and he tells he tells my mom
0: to leave him the fuck alone <laughs> you
1: know what I mean? It's gonna, it's a very strange way of living yeah 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 it is, our kids it is. are about to see and we are about to like raise them in yeah 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 but I think yeah as long as we I want to create like you said that environment where my kid can come talk to me yeah and can come and ask me at some point can I try Mm. And at that point, I'll be like, okay, yeah, here's the pipe. He's going to probably cough his lungs out. (laughs) I'm like, you'll come back to this when you're 18. Exactly. Or probably when they're like 16, 16, 17. I'll be like, you can do this here under my supervision. Mm. Like, Mm. we'll do this once a month type of thing of like, once a month, you can come join me. But I'm smoke. not going to buy you your own. Exactly. You can forget about you all don't that. Don't touch my things. Yeah. You don't ever go buy it. Mm. But you're welcome to have it with me. Yeah. Because I saw that with a lot of those guys. Like those white those kids.
0: Those white guys. Like, yeah. Your but it was parents like, they say, yeah, I can have beer. with their parents. Exactly.
1: And it was so funny because whenever we were out at parties and shit, Mm-hmm. They were never like the overly excited kids like the rest of us were to be like, yeah, it's not we can drink. Exactly. You're wondering, why smoke? is this guy so calm? Like, we're they were, were just so chilled about it. They were, like, they didn't even need it. Yeah. And then you realize it's because when they get home, they can do it with their parents. Right. So they don't feel the need to like, I'm breaking rules. I'm free.
0: Yeah. And that's what was exciting about it to begin mm. with. The fact that you were breaking rules. So you saw that I, they weren't really excited about it because I know what that tastes like. Got a couple of those at home already. I know I've got access to them. But when you're out there and you you, you don't have that experience with your parents, like, shit, I would never have access to alcohol. Exactly. Like This is the one time, you know, we got somebody who was a bit older than us to go get <laughs> it for us. Or like we're at somebody's house and their parents were gone for the weekend mm. and we just had all their alcohol like, exactly. access to us. And that's exciting. But like, yeah, man, I, I want our kids to also navigate it more cool than we did. Because yeah. looking back, it's corny. It's like you're getting excited for alcohol. Whereas you could just be like, okay, it's alcohol. I know what this is going to do to me. Be more prepared for it. Because we're not we're not prepared for it. Had three beers and your mind, your head is spinning, bruh. Mm. Whereas you could have had that experience beforehand at your parents' house and been like, okay, I know that this is how much I should be drinking. But of in course, Berkey. there are people in their 40s that still don't know their limits. So <laughs> Embarrassing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh
1: yeah a Uh last question so yeah. quick yes or no yeah yeah are, are you gonna do a project mbappe or project serena williams or project yeah. lebron like yeah like you're just gonna give them the ball <laughs> like as soon as they can handle it and immediately drill them into being a pro sports athlete
0: i want my kids or
1: see if they have that talent if they have the talent and and right of
0: course I'm going to do it with everything, dude. Like, our parents kind of, like, immersed us in a lot of stuff. Mm. So, like, my brother did water polo, soccer, band, you know, fucking rugby, even though he wasn't, like, the G team, but <laughs> 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 they let us experiment with the things that we wanted to experiment with. So, like, I'm also going to do that with my kid. He might be a friggin' virtuoso on the piano or the guitar. He might be an insane singer, might be... Neymar with the ball He might be Kyrie with the handles You never know So Mm. I'm gonna let them Try as many things As they want to That are available to them Maybe tennis Yeah Whatever Whatever it is But Ultimately it's gonna be Their own choice dude If they wanna pursue it They can But as long as I have An impression on them I'm gonna drill them To like Pursue Extracurricular activities
1: Because I I I was watching The Tiger Woods documentary That is crazy That's brilliant right And It's so funny because you can look at what his dad did and be like, that was fucking messed up. Like, you didn't allow your child choice, freedom to choose anything else except golf. Kids can't choose for themselves. At the same time, you're like, that is fucking brilliant. You set your child up for life. Absolutely. You drilled this one skill into them that became world class and they are set for life off of it.
0: Mind you. Tiger Woods is a grown man now. At no point has he said I never even wanted to be a golf star. He loved it from when he was a kid. He mm. never showed any resistance towards it even when his dad gave him shit like there were those moments where he was like trash talking his son like when he's doing like a yeah. putt or whatever. He's like trash talking him, walking past him, distracting him. At no point did he say like I want to give this up and be like because dad you're a dick, you're not going about this the right way. He loves this shit, dude. Mm. And that's what I want to do. I want to be like if my kid loves this shit, I'm going to Drill him. I'm make sure that like he perfects his craft, and that's ultimately the goal, dude. He could set me up for life. Shit, he could be <laughs> <laughs> signed to Real Madrid at 16, and I never have to work another day in my life, <laughs> kind of thing. Dude. Yeah. You never know. Your kids are cash cows. Yeah, that's Th- true. they're untapped Nowadays potential. see
1: babies as million dollar opportunities.
0: They're they're untapped potential, dude. Like they they can do anything, and it's the world that fucking corrupts them, and that's why. Tiger Woods' dad is so brilliant. He kept his son so sheltered from bullshit and just said, focus on this thing. It, of course, he showed him the whole side of life as well, <laughs> <laughs> which is a, a very focal point of that documentary. Yeah. showed him the whole life, man, and how good it can be.
1: <laughs> yeah, true.
0: But as far as a career path, he paved it for him, bro. Mm. Like, he made him the best at anybody has ever been at any task ever. And that's brilliant, dude. So... Firstly good job on that documentary and good job on parenting the hell out of that kid, bro. Like so I've got a newfound respect for my parents. Mm. Like
1: all the shit you put them through.
0: <laughs> yeah. But also the things that you thought were mistakes on their part, you see the reasoning for them now. Mm. Like maybe they were hard on you, maybe they did force you to do things that you didn't want to do, but that all formed part of like your character as an adult. And you can pass those, those, uh, whatever, ideologies or character traits or whatever to your kids, and it's gonna make them better, hopefully. Mm. Hopefully. So, yeah. I yeah, think we've, <laughs> we're in music time, 35 minutes. You wanna yeah. play something smooth to yeah. transition into the second half?
1: All right. Let me line up some music. For those of you who are first time listeners of the show, Music Time is a segment of the show where we just play some songs we like. You mm-hmm. know, some stuff we're going to vibe to. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this week, let's see. What have I got? Mm, I forgot. I keep forgetting that the are the after us.
0: Yeah, can't play Universal Joints.
1: Mm, yeah. Uh, yeah, let me play this song by an artist called... Uh, um Amber what was it Ombre? Amber <laughs> Jean. <laughs> this young Jean man. Anyway, <laughs> enjoy it. It's called Next Door Sunset. Amber, Jean Jon Jaun, Jauni
0: How <laughs> does well J A J-A-U-N?
1: U N. Yeah J A U N E. E Jauni John, Jean Jean Dijon Mustard. <laughs> uh so yeah man, uh I don't know what you guys make of that song. A bit vibey.
0: I, I dig it man.
1: A bit instrumentally. Um <laughs> second half of the show. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Have you got something on your docket? Your yeah, wife?
0: man. A couple things happened while we were away from the pod scene. <laughs> there was uh, Shakari Richardson. You heard about this story?
1: Oh, the, the sprinter. Yeah. I've never actually seen any of her track meets. But Neither I, I. I heard she's killing it at the moment like she was next up.
0: Yeah. So she's the fastest woman in the world right now. Jeez. Sixth Jumping fastest. Jumping to
1: conclusions faster than the rest <laughs> of her gender. Absolutely incredible.
0: Yeah, she's the sixth fastest in history, women, right? Which makes her like the hundredth fastest man. (laughs) (laughs) I'm kidding, sister joke. Uh. We're back. (laughs) We're back. (laughs) No, no, I see. Um, she was banned from the Olympics actually for for being high,
1: for smoking some of that. Dacha, as the they dacha. call it in South Africa. Yeah. <laughs> that very D- Jane. Dacha. It's <laughs> a dumb word, bro. Uh, dacha. <laughs> Who else was Dacha? Dude, I have no idea, dude. Dacha <laughs> sounds so stepped on, bro. <laughs> sounds like the worst quality of Ouija you could get.
0: <laughs> you know, like... In winter, you know how the grass is now? That's what <laughs> comes to mind when I think of the word dacha. Like, it's just brown grass. Just
1: sticks and stones, man. Jesus. Oh, my
0: <laughs> Anyways, she was banned from the Olympics. Yeah, she's a 100-meter sprinter. Yeah. She was banned from that shit. I think she was also banned from the 4 by 100 meter, which I think is a relay. Mm-hmm. Um, for being under the influence or having marijuana in her system at the time of testing. Mind you, this girl's twenty one, right? Mm. Um. Firstly, what do you think? W- do you think that was a fitting punishment for this, that she was banned from the from competition?
1: Uh, yes.
0: Okay. What do you think? The so? uh, I don't wanna get
1: it. Okay, we'll get into it, obviously. Okay. But the rules are the rules. Absolutely. Whether they're right or, we f- however we feel about them, yeah. Those rules are there. They exist. Mm-hmm uh especially pertaining to drugs and substance use and absolutely. abuse so if you know that marijuana is in is a banned substance in your profession in your sport or in the competition you're wanting to participate in yeah then
0: all you have to do is stay away from yeah, it yeah stay away from it yeah absolutely
1: so sh- as much as we can complain and say ah oh, they're denying her the opportunity for greatness and whatnot she knew what she was doing.
0: Yeah. that That's probably my gripe. It's more with the public than it is with her. The public is trying to defend her. And members of our community are trying to protect her. It's like, oh, it's because she's black. And I'm like, okay, maybe that is part of it. But I don't think that's the reason. I mean, mm. the rule book was there before she was black, before she was born. Exactly. So. <laughs> Like, the rules have always been the rules, and my my issue kind of is that, like, the Olympics, you're 21, you're, you're 21. The Olympics are every four years. The next time you're going to compete in this shit is when you're 25. Mm-hmm. You shot yourself in the foot with, like, a golden opportunity because you thought that the rules were unjust. Instead of trying to fight for the rules or against the rules, just stick to them and then... Mm. Then fight against them. Because, like, now you're making yourself into some sort of people's champ. And you're not, dude. Exactly. Because I,
1: I also read, there's a lot of stories about how she, like, came to uh, ingest the substance and all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And someone said the story goes that she lost her mother. Oh, okay. And then, obviously, in dealing with the grief, she smoked weed to deal with the grief. She, like, got She got high to deal with the grief. Mm-hmm. But still, to me, I know grief is a terrible thing. Mm. It makes people, people, we all respond very differently to grief. That's true, yeah. But still, she still had that, she still had to have that presence of mind to know that.
0: The Olympics are coming.
1: I can't do, I can't smoke weed.
0: Yeah.
1: So, at the end of the day, she had that personal responsibility to make sure she doesn't smoke weed. I, I have seen, though, I think that she has said it is what it is. Uh, yeah. she's not fighting it. She's not like yeah. saying no, like I want to participate. She just says it is what it is. That's she fucked up.
0: Yeah, that's the that's the correct response. That's why I said my grip is not really with her. Yeah, it's about other people. Just
1: that the public wanna be SJW so of bad course. they wanna fight everything.
0: Like accountability, need, like just take accountability. She's taking accountability. Mm. Why are you fighting for this? Like don't do banned substances that's literally the only thing that you have to not do as a as a as an athlete dude exactly. like Neil arm uh, what's his name uh, Lance Armstrong not Neil Armstrong not <laughs> yeah. to be confused with moon man um, <laughs> yeah. Lance Armstrong got banned he's white this yeah. is not about color like people always exactly. try to make it about something like it's a hate crime against somebody it's like yeah, dude, we're, we're all black, but we also all follow the rules. Mm. I think they've made it more lenient in American sports where, like, basketball players can be, like, have marijuana in their systems, but they still can't take performing uh, performance-enhancing steroids, yeah. right? Weed is fine, but that's American sports. We're talking about Olympics. Exactly. They're not maybe as liberal or as mm. progressive as America is in terms of that. It's just like... No, nah, I was just... Okay, that was one of the quick points. I I don't know why people are so upset to be honest I think uh,
1: they just trying like you say they're just trying to make it a race thing a yeah. whole injustice thing it's not that it's not that at all
0: Dude, and in my opinion, the focus should be o- more on people like Custis semenya and, Mania. and mm. I saw some other uh, a yeah, couple there's of a lot Nigerians of who are Nigerians being
1: yeah. pulled out of their sports for high testosterone levels and it's like that's not their problem.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. So I'm thinking the focus should be more on those people who are born a certain way and they can't change it rather than ingesting certain substances. And and by the way, the thing about weed is it's not like it's really anybody who smokes weed will tell you that that's not going to make you better at running. Exactly.
1: <laughs> it, it's not a performance it's, it's in
0: <laughs> Yeah, so I it get
1: it. You're more happy riding, but <laughs> it's not going to make you fast.
0: Absolutely, it's probably going to have the opposite effect, right? (laughs) So I understand how dumb the rule is, but Mm. the rule is the rule. Exactly. And like, okay, I'm not going to, whatever. But we have these people with testosterone, testosterone levels that are not normal for women, right? They're a bit higher than what, okay, a lot higher than what is typical in women. And they're being banned from sports. Mind you, they're not taking testosterone supplements. They're not doing any of that type of shit. They're just born this way, like Lady Lady Gaga. <laughs> <laughs> I watched that movie this weekend. Brilliant movie. that A Star is Born. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. man. Brilliant movie. Um, I didn't know she had a voice like that. Angelic stuff, really. Mm. Yeah, she's impressive. But, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Kester, man, like, I feel sorry for those types of people. I don't know what the other girls' names are. I know that there were two from Nigeria and another one from, like, Kenya. Uh, no, Kester. Uh, Kenya, I don't know. Yeah, remember. other African other states. Other k- African countries yeah. as well. And they're being banned from competitions for their high uh, testosterone levels. Castor tried to compete in a, a different one. She's usually an 800-meter runner, but she tried to compete in a different one, but she, she didn't qualify, unfortunately. Mm. So they're banning her from the one thing that she was actually really good at. Exactly. And that's where the injustices really are what's crazy that they're badging her
1: off the basis of white woman's tears like dude all those like in those races <sighs> that she was dominating yeah it was literally, like, the women that were finishing fifth and sixth who are like, <laughs> the ones saying, they need to ban her. It's like, <laughs> you can't even beat positions two, three, and four. <laughs> so, like, first of all, like, like, like what are you fighting for? What are you you're fighting, fighting for? to just move up to fourth place. Yeah, like, you're still not on the podium. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's like, oh,
0: it's, yeah. in, it's insane. So, man, I, I don't know what, what needs to happen. Um, le- let me ask you, if you were in the position of, like, one of the board members, What is your vote on this? Are you voting for them to compete even though they have this unfair advantage? Well, they consider it to be an unfair advantage. Look,
1: if you are born as a natural woman, Mm -hmm. you just have high testosterone, Mm -hmm. you at the end of the day, you're still a woman, right? You're not, she's not a man. She has, yes, above average levels of testosterone. Right. But that's out of her control. At the end of the day, she still is a woman. She's going to compete in the women's events. That's what I would sign off on. Because it's the same argument people make with Michael Phelps. Right. Michael Phelps has genetic advantage over every other swimmer in history. What is it, his arms? Yeah, he was born with like abnormally long reach <laughs> and fucking abnormally bigger muscles than yeah, everyone yeah, else yeah. in history of his sport yeah is he not allowed to compete because he has higher levels of whatever the fuck he has in his body that he didn't ask for it was just given to him the same way it was given to Kas- He didn't ask for this she didn't shit. ask for it exactly so it's like I don't get it why for some people it's a marvel it's mm. like wow like with Michael Phelps it's a marvel it's like wow incredible and for others, we say no unfair advantage, no, no. Yeah, black so,
0: women are the most oppressed group in history. But look, um, what about? Th- I'm just gonna play devil's advocate for a second. What about the the who say that they no longer want to be niggas and start participating? Yeah, you're you're in all gonna sports. run
1: in your own category. That's what's wrong. I sign agree. I agree. Even no, though they've got high testosterone levels, nobody who is transgender, mm-hmm. for me, if I'm in this boardroom. Mm-hmm. If You've transitioned from one gender to another, mm-hmm. you're not going to compete in that new transition that you've made. Yeah, we'll make a separate category for you for transitioning so people, trans women, trans men. Yeah, we'll have a category for you guys. To yeah, I mean,
0: no, I agree with that. I agree with that. I don't, I don't think it's but it's, it's tricky, because we're talking about testosterone levels, right? And you're talking about somebody's right to identify as a woman. Because most people who are trans don't want to say that they're, they're trans. They consider this themselves women mm, yeah. after they've transitioned, right? Or men after they've transitioned. So you're kind of taking taking away their dignity by saying, okay, you're not either of these. You're in your own category now. And that's the thing. Like, we're too sensitive, like... Obviously, I'm playing devil's advocate. I don't agree with it either. But we're just too sensitive, dude. We're just too God. freaking sensitive. Uh, and that's why these categories don't exist yet.
1: Exactly. But I don't know what they want me to do, man. <laughs> Otherwise, I'm going to have to make <laughs> women's A League and women's B League. And unfortunately, certain people are going to fall into the B League. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It just happens that it's the trans women. So now the, the so winnings... the Either way, is still going to be your category that's all that's up that's what I'm saying I'm gonna sign off with you being <laughs> in your own category you're never gonna run with the other people
0: yeah like I, I think I'm gonna sign off on that one as well I don't I don't see you I don't see it being fair because you're not naturally like that you changed yourself mm. unlike Kester and these other women who were just born that way they've exactly. never taken uh, performance enhancing drugs or testosterone supplements they're just exactly the way they are and mm. that's fair but you niggas, you sneaky, <laughs> yeah. sneaky niggas that wanna, you know, finagle yourselves into a gold <laughs> medal. <laughs> yeah,
1: I'm not That's, with that shit. I'm bro. not
0: with that, bro. Like call me transphobic. <laughs> <laughs> call me whatever you want, bro. You guys are not being fair. It's you guys in fact you know that it's not fair. Mm. They did this um uh this this uh video, man. And I wish I could find it. But it's Serena Williams going against like the Uh, 100th seed In men's uh, tennis 100th seed And this man Washed her bro Mm. Now we're talking about somebody As skilled This was just an exhibition right It's not for anything We're talking about Somebody with the ability Of Serena Williams We're thinking She could probably Maybe give Federer Or something a run for his money No She can't even beat The 100th seed Mm. In men's sports. So now you're gonna take this fifth placed <laughs> woman woman and team her up against a uh, uh uh shit, a nigga that transitioned recently She's, yeah. she's gonna be left in the dust, dude. I saw a video of this mixed uh, mixed running. Dude, I don't know if you oh, saw yeah, this video online. This the queen. men
1: dusted those women. Jeez.
0: It was crazy. The gap was so big. Dude. It was, I've never seen, I never realized that the gap between men and women was that big. What killed me is that there was a lady
1: who, because the one team thought they were smart. Yeah. They sent, like, let's just say everyone said, our oh, first person. Is gonna be like a man. Yeah. And uh, it's gonna be woman, woman, woman. Then we finish with like woman, man, woman, man. Yeah. By the way, this is
0: relay for the losers. Yeah, listener. it was a relay. Yeah, yeah. Mixed so then
1: relay. that one team was like, no, we're gonna line up the gents first. Yeah. Because the t- other teams have their women first, <laughs> mm-hmm. so those gents are gonna create a gap, and yeah. then they're gonna, it's gonna be our ladies finishing it off.
0: Yeah.
1: Fair enough. It worked. Like in the beginning. <laughs> The, the men took off. They dusted those ladies in the first quarter. Yep. Second quarter, dusted yep. them off again. Mm-hmm. Third quarter, the third lady started getting caught up by now. The men that took over for yeah. the other teams. Yeah. Even though she had like half a track's Fem- gap. Damn, she had so much of a gap. She had like 400 meter gap. Literally, yeah. And the men caught her up to like the last 100th meter. Shit. And then the last round of men caught the last woman up. They closed a 100-meter gap on and her. And created a 100-meter gap. And then meter created gap. an extra 100-meter gap. Like, they I couldn't literally annihilated it. the competition. And that just showed us that men and women can't compete in Ever. the same sports physically.
0: It's not fair. It's like, not fair.
1: The, the women just stood no chance.
0: Exactly. So, that's... Um, something that they need to consider, like uh, I'm, I'm, i heard Joe Rogan speaking about it in the context of UFC. No, oh, that would be brutal. That's just brutal, dude. That
1: is not. That would not go down well.
0: I, I'm so against it, dude. Like, because I think what people
1: forget to realize is that, at the professional level, mm-hmm. you are dealing with the best people in the world. Correct. Like for example, um, even with like Serena, that hundred seed guy, mm-hmm. the hundred seed will never beat Federer. Right, But believe me, he's top 100 men's tennis players in a world of 7 billion people. Absolutely. He destroys the rest of the Absolutely. world. That guy, <laughs> as sucky as he is and as yeah. much as he'll never win a Grand Slam, yeah. he destroys the rest of us average people exactly. if we pick up a tennis racket. Yeah. So the same goes. And now when you think about it, even though you're sending a professional woman, yes, she's can destroy the average man. Absolutely. So like an average UFC fighter, she could probably beat me up If Absolutely. I pushed her in pick and pay Yeah She'd fuck the shit out of me <laughs> So <laughs> Fuck up <laughs> Fuck up the shit out of her <laughs> uh, Yeah <laughs> probably She's welcome to do the other one, <laughs> one. <laughs> but, uh, She'd beat the shit out of me right? Yeah yeah, um, yeah, yeah yeah, But If she has to ask her up to like Fucking Connor Connor and Poirier and all these guys Yeah She will end up in the hospital She absolutely will She will will. end up in the hospital Um, It's just not fair for men and women to compete against each other in sports Look
0: man, I saw Brian Scalabrini The most popular sixth man (laughs) He was so (laughs) terrible (laughs) Brian Scalabrini sucked bro that was trash. <laughs> I saw Brian Scalabrini in his, like, let's say old age. He's yeah. not old, but he's, like, much older now. Yeah, I, I saw this. Playing pick-up a, a pick one-on-one game against just some guy in the gym. He's like, yeah. I, I could probably beat Brian Scalabrini. He's like, no, no. Brian Scalabrini might have been trash in the NBA amongst the 50 <laughs> best players. Well, how many people are in the NBA?
1: I'm not even sure how many on, like, at the moment. I, Rosters yeah. have, like, over 10. 10 like, 10 to, 10 to 15. 15. Yeah. yeah.
0: yeah. So let's say there are 500 people in the NBA. <laughs> he was probably the bottom 100 ranked player. But in the world of 7 billion people, like you're saying, exactly. he's top 500. <laughs> exactly. He is a top 500 player. And you.
1: And niggas thought they could try him. Drive. Next up, the his old age. It is old and age. And in his old age, he's whooping amateur <laughs> 21 year olds who think, I'm better than the worst NBA player no. ever. And the worst NBA player at 40 years old whips you. Dude, the, f- <laughs> the
0: fact of the matter is, most people are not even better than the worst G League player. That's, Dude, the, that's exactly. the reality of it. Like, Caruso, okay, he wasn't one of the worst. He was actually one of the best G League players mm. before he came to the NBA. Try try play one on one against Caruso. Let's let's see what happens bro, right? <laughs> against Caruso. He was a G League player. You think you can fuck with NBA? Try G League first. Exactly. <laughs> you're not getting you're not getting five out of those eleven points against a nigga like that. <laughs> you are you are not, bro. Exactly. That guy against Bryce Scalabrini, I think, got two. Yeah. Well, what? He got two. You got like
1: one basket. By luck. By <laughs> luck. <laughs> Brian wasn't even giving him that hard game. Brian is even (laughs) unfit. He's an old man. He's been out of practice. He hasn't been playing for years. Absolutely. But the muscle memory just (laughs) dominated against this amateur.
0: Yeah. yeah. So for now women who, I don't say weaker, but like physically not as as strong as men. It's just not going to be fair. That's the broader point. They they don't have
1: they can't run faster. Yeah. They don't have more power or stamina they can't or jump higher. Y- yeah. They just there's no way where they beat men f- in physical competition.
0: Yeah, no, it's true. It's true.
1: Uh, although one thing I want to ask you though, mm-hmm. uh, going back to the the drugs, the substance abuse. Right. Because people have this misconception. This is another thing I've noticed. People mm. think performance enhancing drugs even steroids mm-hmm. like these super big buff guys people think that it's the drugs that do all the work mm. and there's, there's, a, there's a misconception of that whereby if you, you have to be steroids, good already dude you still need to <laughs> fucking gym <laughs> hard exactly <as> well. <laughs> no especially t- if you're on steroids if you take performance enhancing yeah. drugs yeah you're not going to cycle the Tour de France out of nowhere just because I put a needle in my ass. I'm e- not going to go and exactly. win the Tour de France tomorrow. Absolutely. Yeah. I still need to be a really good cyclist. Absolutely. So there's an argument I've seen where people are saying, why don't we allow for the use of p- uh, safe PEDs, like performance mm-hmm. enhancing drugs? Mm-hmm. Because then we might actually see someone run 100 meters in like 9.2 seconds.
0: Yeah.
1: Do you know what I mean? It could make that much of a difference that without drugs, there are people running like Mm
2: -hmm.
1: 9.6. If we give someone drugs, that same guy ran 9.6, we give him drugs. He could fucking go 9.3, 9.2. And that would make for much spectacular viewing for us as fans. So some people are saying, why not just let these people use these drugs? Because already without them, they're still the best in the world. It's just that they just get a little bit better. They get 2% better.
0: What the are drug. the long-term effects of these PEDs as well?
1: Yeah, that's just another thing. Some are, like, some are a bit safer. Yeah. Nothing's ever safe. safe yeah. Some yeah. are really bad for you. Yeah. you fuck up your kidneys and your liver and all that.
0: Especially with, yeah, like, I'm sure you've seen this on any supplement that you've taken. Usually creatine. It says drink lots of water. When you drink a lot of water, you urinate a lot, and that can cause renal problems. Like, mm. that can cause kidney issues. Like, that's why they. That's why I don't think it's, pr- like, preferable to take performance enhancing drugs long term. Mm. Like, okay, if you've got. Uh, what's that? IFF, indoor athletics? F- no, yeah. IAFF you've got that you're like right do, do it without the drugs but if you know you've got the olympics coming up and people want to show because that's really what all this shit is for exactly <laughs> like this is ancient greece stuff people did this for a show exactly do those steroids for the fucking show like give them the show that they want bro like take those drugs and let's see records being broken during these olympic games they said know it's a spectacle there's more you know grandeur mm. around the event do the drugs But as for taking them for every tournament that you take every single year, you're gonna die. Yeah, (laughs) that's the way I see it. Unless they find a way to make those drugs less fatal or less dangerous than they are. I don't know. So, I mean, look at like Asafa Powell.
1: He was on PEDs. Who's that? uh, The Jamaican Sprinter. Okay. He used to like compete with Bolton. He was one of those guys always podium finishes. Okay. never number one. He was, uh, there was a time where he was on drugs mm-hmm. performance in drugs and even when he came off them he got his ban he came back now mm. clean he's still a top performer he was still a top form he was still podium finishing he was still beating the rest of the competition he, with just, wanted or without them. he just wanted to be Do you know <laughs> what i mean yeah, yeah yeah, and that's what people don't understand about this yeah it's the same thing with lance Armstrong.
0: he was still one of the goats they, before that like,
1: they said the same race he's medal got taken away for or whatever mm-hmm the literally, I think they said until position 48, everyone was on PEDs. The what? top 48 cyclists were all on drugs. Yes. So it was still a case of it's not that the drugs made him weird, he was still better than these 48 <laughs> other guys, 47 other yeah,
0: guys. Yeah, like,
1: yeah, yeah. That's so true. Like, I'm pro for it to be honest. When yeah. I really think about it, that you're it's usually the best guys mm. naturally. That are just giving themselves a 2% boost. Yeah, yeah. So I'm like, fuck it, let them do it, bro. Let them yeah. squeeze out 0.2 extra better seconds. You know.
0: But let everybody do it because mm. I think what people don't like is that it's one or two people. In case of Tour de, uh, Tour de France, I don't know how many people compete in it's like yeah, 70 it's or something. Li- 100 people. people. Yeah. So. yeah, but then all 100 must do it. Mm. Because now if you're giving one person the advantage, it looks as though. He took it, and that's why he won. Like, no, okay, Lance yeah. Armstrong, we know, is better than anybody at what he does, but you took the PED, and you finished first, and you're, like, one out of maybe half, half the population yeah. of that race that took it. It's like, uh, yeah, you it should probably too. shouldn't have done this. You should have put everybody in on it, <laughs> see how everybody finishes. Yeah. But I get it. Like, your need to win kind of clouds mm. your judgment, and that's how these guys, like, real champions are. They get... So focused on just winning that they'll do anything for it. Exactly. But, yeah, you no know, performance enhancing drugs, there needs to be, I'm sure there are countless studies on this stuff, on how it actually affects the human body. And that's why they ask you not to use them. Maybe mm. it's just to protect the, the athlete, ultimately. But who knows, man? Who knows? I, I'd like to see it.
1: Yeah, I'd, I'd love to see it. Man. But
0: the thing is, each generation is getting better anyways, naturally. Like, exactly. each generation of athlete is getting better in every facet soccer basketball running fucking long jump whatever it is something is yeah. happening to humans that's making them better maybe the science maybe the what they wear like things are like yeah sports science is doing the most yeah yeah so yeah i don't know i don't know i had other things on my topic but uh, on my on my docket um okay i don't know if you saw this uh Ndando Duma um parking lot incident Oh, yeah, she was super stupid. Yeah, it's Poking a video from a year ago, apparently. Parking the disability parking bay. Yeah.
1: And then fighting about uh, how she's n- not wrong to park there. <sighs> like, shut up, man. Look,
0: man. Okay. Context, right? This video is a year old. Yeah. Um, Dando Duma is supposedly waiting for her. Food. She ordered a meal ahead of time, and she's going there to pick it up. And now she's being told by a white woman, and this is important that she's white, um, a white woman that, hey, you're not going to tell me not to park here, bro. Mm. The white woman is saying, dude, you cannot park there because that's for disabled people. I don't know what this white woman was, if she owned one of the stores in the surrounding areas or she was just a passerby. um but Nintendo Duma got extremely irate with her and yeah. was like, you know, fuck you, fuck your mother, um, fuck everyone you love. She's <laughs> <Jeez,
1: laughs> put on everyone. No, nah, I just added that last <laughs> word. <laughs> it's like that uh, Kevin Owens Like, she told me to tell you,
0: <laughs> shut you know. your mother. <laughs> business, bitch. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, basically, long story short, yeah Dando Duma uh, got seriously pissed off. The video went viral in the past week or best past, past two weeks, I don't know. Um, um. and people were divided. These things tend to divide Twitter yeah. like especially where race is involved, right? And um, Dando Duma had every right to tell that white woman where to get off. She was just sitting there. She wasn't hurting anybody, which is an argument that I understand. you know the the political. Uh, comrade in me Wants to say Fuck that white woman She should have never right. Even laid <laughs> eyes on my queen yeah. <laughs> On my black queen Like that Right Yeah
1: no definitely
0: But then there's that Irrational side of you That kicks in is like Why did just find Somewhere else to park Exactly <laughs> Because Life is hard enough Being disabled And now you gotta deal With people parking Your spot That mm. are not disabled Exactly And then they're gonna fight about <laughs> And it they're the gonna part. fight about it Like Look I I saw a lot of people on on the rational side, I'm happy to say, but so many of them are still on this like everything is a hate crime type of mentality that I was talking about earlier. It's like everybody, everything has to be like, this white woman saying something to you is like an attack on your blackness. It's not an attack on your blackness. It's just... (laughs) 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 That's funny
1: though. I saw a post where someone said, Congratulations to Ntando Duba for being the first black woman to unite black people in defending a white woman.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I saw something similar. People are like, I can't believe she made a side against her. <laughs>
1: she made a side for Karen. Oh, That's man. Crazy.
0: She made a side with a Karen. Like, shit. That. Then, that,
1: you know, you've <laughs> done something incredibly wrong. When that happens, and people side with the complaining white woman, fam, do you know how you annoying front you front have up? to be to,
0: <laughs> to to make me feel like okay, this white woman has a point? That's <laughs> wild. Like man. that takes a whole lot of other feeling. Like, mm-hmm. and then like Clockwork, the PR, you know, yeah, campaign starts. It's like okay, guys,
1: like the classic apology post, yeah.
0: I I knew it was coming In fact my girl and I Were talking about it My girl was like So annoyed Because like Okay there's Being combative But she hates that Fuck your mother shit She hates that Like she hates it And now she's telling somebody Who's an elder Yes she's white We understand But she's still an elder Fuck you Fuck your mother (laughs) (laughs) Fuck everyone you love Like uh, It it was so cringy You know like It made you feel like Okay In the beginning I was like Yeah give it to her Give it to her, <laughs> and then afterwards I was like, mm. nah. I got a sick feeling, right? yeah. And then the, the 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 thing comes out, the 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 press release, whatever, comes out saying, "Oh, I see that you know this video from a year ago has resurfaced, and I'm very sorry about my behavior." Why why is she apologizing now? Yeah, she should just kept quiet. Yeah, I think, but it's hard, I think, as a public figure. And I don't think she's really a celebrity. Yeah. You, you know, like, I think this is the mistake a lot of
1: people make. Yeah, A lot of people make the mistake of apologizing. Sometimes you just need to do something wrong and just let it blow over. Honestly, just keep but, quiet. But when should you do that? Like, well, what some, instances? Because in this type of instance, mm-hmm. I would have honestly just kept quiet. Mm. I'm gonna trend for two days and on day three, someone else is gonna be the main character on Absolutely. Twitter. <laughs> someone else is gonna take be the protagonist antagonist, yeah. antagonist actually yeah. on Twitter. So I would just keep quiet for those two days. I won't tweet nothing, <laughs> hop onto my burner account, tweet everything on there <laughs> and then on, on this I'll come back on day three. Day three everyone would have forgotten. Yeah. Some Joe Human shit. But man. now you need you apologize. Yeah. And then people are still gonna like you on your apology. Absolutely. So it's still like ah, dude there's, there's no winning. No <laughs> exactly. Yeah, there's
0: no winning. That's what I'm saying. It's difficult as a public figure. It's like my classic term, if you zigged, you should have zagged. <laughs> <laughs> if you zagged, you should have zigged. So it like whether she apologized or not was also going to be scrutinized. Mm. And then the fact that she did apologize is going to be scrutinized and then the nature of the apology is going to be scrutinized exactly. itself. So it's like, when should these niggas just shut the fuck up? And when should they speak up? Mm. Like, you never really know. But I think in in an instance such as this, where it's not as serious as maybe a rape allegation, you know, the things that we were talking about a lot last year. If it's something like that, we want to hear from you. I'm sorry. We have to hear from you because unfortunately, gender based violence doesn't just trend for two or three days. No, nah, that's fact. As soon as we get on that, we go on that for like a month straight, and we never let go of it. Unfortunately, so yeah, I don't know, man. Do you have the apology there? No. Nah, what, nah. what did you What did you pull up there? It was
1: actually something mm-hmm. I need to read. It's okay. Just, I also on the socials. Mm-hmm. Uh <laughs> It's just you know another week in lockdown, and in weeks, <laughs> some reason when we're in hard lockdowns, yeah. people always share their moments that they should just take to the grave yeah absolutely so people were sharing their stories of when they got done dirty and Mm -hmm. all those types of things Mm -hmm. but there was one really funny thing that came that i saw Mm -hmm. this lady said someone on your right she so she's reporting on someone else's story Mm -hmm. so she's like onje whose man came back home with a red strand of hair on him or something oh, like that shit. and claimed that he hugged a clown oh my <laughs> i God. started hating men the day i heard that story <laughs> 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 i'm just imagining that like you come home with red hair on you bro <laughs> and your ghost says whose hair is this and you're like oh no i i, I hugged a clown <laughs> at the fair <laughs> Like I, I was at the rancho and I had one of the clowns. <laughs> like, <what> the, f- <laughs> the rancho? Like who the hell came up with this lie oh on the spot. God. I had this. It's the definitely clowns. a Zulu.
0: <laughs> Zulu say things like that. That's wild. Bro. Hey, look, that is thinking on your feet. And you gotta commend niggas. Like what would you say? Say it now. Don't even uh, think about it. Say it. It's uh, someone's dog. I don't know. <laughs> someone's what? Someone has
1: a red dog. <laughs> <laughs> Someone has a red dog, have dude. How many dogs are red? I went to go pit that dog, <laughs> man. <laughs> that look, man, you gotta
0: think of something on this one. Uh, look, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not believing the red dog story. To be honest, bro, like the the clown story is way more believable because clowns are out there. I've never <laughs> seen a red dog.
1: Where do you see it? First of all, who's hugging clowns Why are you hugging a clown <laughs> That's the first question I'd ask. Like, regardless of whether it was a clown in the, at the event or wherever you were, why did you hug them? For what reason?
0: <laughs> maybe, you're taking, maybe you're at McDonald's and you took a picture with Ronald McDonald's and so you, so you dapped him up. <laughs> dapped him up. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's crazy. Man, come on, the red dog was <laughs> I've got... I don't know. I can't lie. Uh, uh, come on, it's man. It's difficult. It's
0: difficult to lie on the spot, man. Look, hugging a clown is the best you're going to do. You can't say uh i was in line at seattle coffee and <laughs> the person behind me or the person in front of me was shedding <laughs> like what the hell do you say dude like yeah. just i think niggas also need to learn when to take Ls mm. if you've been caught you've been caught But niggas always want to take things to the grave like yeah. they'll never admit something <laughs> if they've been caught in a cheat they'll deny it
1: yeah.
0: flat flat out Crazy. And niggas need to learn to just be like, hey, babe, look, I don't know. Maybe you don't know where it comes from. <laughs> Maybe you're yeah. completely innocent and exactly. you don't know where that red hair comes from, dude.
1: But say you don't know will just piss your girlfriend off even more.
0: That's the problem. That's why I always say the truth never sounds believable. Yeah. The truth never sounds believable. The truth can be the wildest shit ever. <laughs> and it'd be like, baby, I don't believe you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that's crazy. That was the main character for the day. Yeah, yeah I was wish I could see the
1: original story. Yeah, I've yeah. Never told it,
0: shit, man. But anyways, um, do you have anything else you want to get to? No, no, no. I'm, I'm happy. Um, with discussed. Yeah. Also, okay. Last thing, because these were just actually meant to be quick fire topics. Um, Anel, uh, you um, the know. one
1: who hates Kelly Rowland, dude. Oh yeah can't believe she slammed Kelly and Kelly's so fine.
0: Kelly is gorgeous and I never want to hear somebody who looks like Annella speaking about, about <laughs> that's Kelly. That's cold as fuck. No, it's not, you know, it's nothing major, bruh. Right? It's like Anella's not fine. But you said Eddie who looks like her. Yeah, I'm talking about her level of beauty. <laughs> Anybody who has her level level of beauty. What would you, you, you
1: rate Adele out of 10? Out of 10? Yeah.
0: Is she below a 5? Well below a 5, dude. Is She's she? not average looking, dude. She's is she, not. Is she like a 2? Yeah. Like a 1? She's like a 2 or a 1, yeah. She's Ooh. a two or one. I, I don't know. How would you rate her? I don't really know. I, I don't rate her. That's the thing. She's not even yeah. on a scale.
1: <laughs> <laughs> You're not really on my ratings card. Yeah, like, no,
0: absolutely not. But like anyways. You kind
1: of just like gets skipped. like uh, uh, next. <laughs>
0: that she's miscellaneous. Yeah. She's not in any category. She's just M-I-S-C. She's M-I-S-C. That's mm. it. But anyway, she had something really interesting to say about... um, About the strong black woman narrative, and I just want to play it. Drop the strong black woman narrative. Quiet. It's done. You don't have to be strong any longer, ladies. Be soft, be flowers, be dolls. be vulnerable, be ta- be taken care of. Mm. That strong black woman thing, it's a trick that they sell you so that they can load you with BS mm. and then expect you to be able to bounce back from it. You don't bounce back. You go to therapy, you heal, you close yourself off, you recuperate and you come back. But what you're not going to do is to be strong for somebody else's child. So, I just wanted to get your thoughts on that. Like, what do you think of immediately when you hear that? Like, women... On the I mean, clean up your room, okay.
1: shit everywhere. What are you playing? What are you playing? <laughs> I oh, think... sorry about that? Um, yeah, I think she's right. Okay. Uh, I think, yeah, you don't always have to be the strong black woman, you know, like she's saying. Sometimes, yeah, be soft. You know, you don't always have to be a fucking warrior. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh no, I agree with her. Actually I, I I fully agree with her.
0: You fully agree with her? Mm.
1: Okay. What about you? How do you feel about that? Um because I think I, I also feel like it is unfair that we always expect, especially black women, to be strong black women. Like we always mm-hmm. have to throw that in, you have to be the strong black woman. Like not everyone's a warrior, bro, like you know?
0: Uh I think I don't know what who she was addressing in particular right but I feel like if she was addressing men specifically black men then yeah no I don't I don't agree with what she's saying at all mm-hmm. Be- if she was addressing maybe white men and white women then I would agree with what she's saying because look this is okay l- let me put it like this she's saying that women who are black or women who are, yeah, of color Don't need to be strong Whereas they absolutely need They absolutely need to be strong Because of the oppressive society that they live in Like mm. they need to navigate in that in that space But if they feel like they need to Be, I don't know, soft, ladylike, whatever In the presence of other men Then absolutely, yes, they should be But as far as You know, the opportunities that they want to um, You know get or the achievements that they want to accumulate, of course they need to be hard and strong, bro. Like men, this is what Jordan Peterson said. Men's character traits, and this is as controversial as you're going to hear anything, Mm. but men's character traits are more suitable for success because you need to be ruthless. Men are more adept to ruthlessness, right? Yeah. Men are more um, career-oriented, Men are all these things that are predictors of success in like, let's say the workplace as one example. Mm. And women need to be that in order to succeed. You can't be soft in business. You can't be not determined or ambitious. All these things that are so characterized as, as male traits, right? Mm. Why is she promoting softness in that sense? Well, I guess I guess there's a time and place for everything. Yeah,
1: because this is like so in the world of business, you right. do need to be more hard-skinned, you know, thick-skinned yeah. and all that. Yeah. Uh, in the world of relationships, men grow very quickly tired of challenging women uh, and strong women. Mm. You know what I mean. Mm. We we all like to say that. I think we all like to say it because it's something we saw. That was said once or twice on TV. Yeah. So then all men now, we all come and say, I want a woman that's going to challenge me. Mm -hmm. And then you date a woman that challenges you, and you'll be like, Oh my fucking days, this person is so (laughs) So stressful. (laughs) (laughs) And then you realize you want a soft, kind, very loving woman, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So I think there's a time and place for women to be soft. It's a time and place for them to be hard Mm -hmm. and strong, Mm -hmm. you know, and very ambitious and determined and all of that
0: like I, I get what she means in the sense of... like They're trying to put this strong black woman title on you to load you with BS. That part I did understand in the relationship sense that... Um, guys treat women the way they want to because they're yeah. so uh, quote-unquote strong. And that they, they know that they'll bounce back from it. It's like, no. That's just taking advantage of mm. of this strong black woman title. But I think women... If I see it as an empowering term, I don't see it as a way to take advantage of them because I've got a partner that challenges me. And yes, it is taxing. But guess what? It also makes you better. Right. Mm. It makes you think about things differently. It makes you it broadens your uh, frame of reference. That's it. It broadens your frame of reference. You can't just have somebody saying shit and then you say what you want to say. And then that's the end of the discussion. What do you Hmm. learn? What do you take from that? What do you take from that person? That's why I was saying relationships are transactional in that in some sense, right? You need something from the other person. You need to take something from them. And if it's not beneficial, then fuck out of here. So for me, strong black woman, I'm, I'm completely for that. But if you're bringing to the table your looks and your softness and your sex appeal or like, what is that? Mm. You have no strength. You have no grit. You have no ambition. You have no determination to do anything. You're just a soft woman. Like, yes, we're going to take care of you. But also, men are also... We're also given this label that we're providers. And I I talked about this last week. Nigga, I'm not in a fucking cave, bro. (laughs) 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 Like, niggas also get that kind of thing. Like, you've got these gender roles. Women have always been anchors of families. And that's where the strength aspect comes from. Women have always been holding things down so to speak we call it holding them down but it's anchoring yeah. right and calling them strong for that is not derogatory in my in my eyes dude it's just like you're strong you're holding shit down keep doing what you're doing you you have grit you have i don't know something more to offer than your subtlety as a woman
1: yeah i feel like cuz where i stand with her yeah. like where she says that men use that as a way to load things on mm-hmm. especially like i when agree with it that. make it a race thing y- right one thing i have noticed right. is that black men feel a lot more comfortable being aggressive with not like abuse but just aggression in its whole in like in its entirety mm. and like loading things onto black women that they partner with as opposed to when they date white women. You think so? It's something I've seen it play, play that plays on in relationships, especially like when you look at a black man with a black woman and a black man with a white woman. Mm-hmm. Black men treat white women like eggs kind of when they with mm-hmm. them. He's He's more cautious. He walks on eggshells. But with black women, we kind of have that subconscious of black women are strong. She can take my bullshit like but with mm-hmm. white women, we kind of go, oh, she'll fucking get out of here. She's not strong. She's not going to cope. and She's not going to like want to go back and forth with me. Right, she, right, right. They are, they are soft. They will leave. And I can't afford to have that happen. That's how way a lot of black men, and men in general, approach relationships with oh. white women versus black women. So that's where I get where she's coming from. yeah. And, and yeah. it happens even in the world of business. Yeah. We've seen how employees treat the white woman employees versus the black women employees. Mm, mm. Like we've seen that okay, uh the manager treats Cassandra a little bit more gentler. You know, he's more yeah, lenient with yeah, her yeah. for deadlines and everything. Yeah. But in Tabi saying, it's the brunt of it. It's like Ntabi Singh <laughs> needs to submit things on the deadline. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. So it's like mm, it's very interesting.
0: No, it is it is very interesting. That's why I brought race into it to begin with. Like mm. I wanted to know who she was addressing in particular um i maybe maybe i'm naive but i get your point like when men are in relationships with white women i think there's a sense of let me not show her the 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 stereotypes that they already think about us that we're aggressive that we're this that we're that so i think maybe when they're dating white women they take a step back and pause they're like mm. Maybe I shouldn't show her th- that side of myself. And they take extra care with white women, and mm. it comes off as though we love them more, which is sick. <laughs> yeah. Because I could never. <laughs> Doctor Uma, somewhere <laughs> shaking his head. <laughs> I
1: did say, I beg your pardon. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, but yeah, I see your point. I just wanted to know, like, what, what, who she was addressing is very important, and unfortunately, we don't really know yeah, if she was know. speaking in general terms. I'm kind of on the fence about whether or not I agree with her fully. There are aspects that I agree about, like, the the adv- the taking advantage part. Niggas mm. do take advantage of that strong black woman title. And because they're so strong, they're known for their strength. <sighs> Fuck. Yeah. You, you, you niggas are just going a bit overboard. Like, don't treat her like that just because she's quote-unquote strong. But otherwise, it's like... Yes, they are actually strong. <laughs> <laughs> can, I, can I tell you something funny?
1: Yeah. But I think most black men can attest to this. Mm. If we ask black men this one question, right? Let's say I put two like, baddies in front of you. And I say one... Black baddies. No, one... like I put a, a nine out of ten black woman in front of you mm-hmm. and a nine out of ten white woman in front of you. Mm-hmm. And I say to you, right now you're a... Broke nigga.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I say to you, between these two women as a broke nigga, who do you think is going to accept you more? Who do you think is really to date you more? A white woman. Uh, most black men will say it's the black woman. Nah. They're going to say, if I get my bag up, I can approach the white bag. I promise. That's how most black men feel. Nah. It's the same reason why most black men boss up. Like the same classic we hear in America, mm-hmm. where they say, why do all successful black men go for white women? But when he was broke, he was dating all the black women, um, because me, black men have that subconscious thing of feeling like, "I'm till I'm the perfect version of myself, I can't go get a hot white woman." But I black, but a hot black woman can put up with the bum-ass version of me.
0: I hear what you're saying. Do you know what I mean? We feel like. But it. I also see it in another way. How do you see it? I see it in another way that like, all these broke women. Want the final product, man. The thing that we complain about almost every single week is that these broke women with no education level, no car, no place, no yeah. ambition—they're dead broke—and they want the finished product of a man. The hell, those are black women. Unfortunately, we see the shit on on TV every mm. single week, and that's why that's the reason why I see it differently. Like I get your point. Those that those two things do exist, actually. Yeah. The 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 black woman that wants. The finished product, and the other one that will be the anchor. But you got to know what you're looking for. You're looking for a battery. You're looking for a wife, because the but, wife is holding you down. But you see, what this is the funny thing. Yeah. Because as
1: men now, we're seeing black women voice out how much they want a successful man, right? Mm-hmm. Because of where of where they are. What now? Even if they bring nothing to the table. Mm. But for centuries and centuries, we've already known without white women saying it that. They only want the top-range men.
0: Do you know what I mean? I I hear you. Black
1: women are starting to voice that out now, and we, like, crucify them for it. Sometimes rightly so. Because it also seems like, you can't expect the world from me, and you bring fucking not even a square meter of land. Mind you, the the
0: white people already have the square inch of land. You see what I mean? They've already got the privilege. So they're quote-unquote, within their rights to ask for certain things of a man because they've attained certain things. And yes, that comes through unfair means. They're already, like, five steps ahead of us or ten steps ahead of us. But if a white woman who's from middle-class background or upper-middle-class or she's rich asks for a certain type of man, it's because she's been exposed to that already. Not for the girl that's from Togoza, hasn't gone to Teshari, she hasn't done Absolutely anything with her life. She hasn't even been exposed to the to the high value men is asking for all these high value things. I don't think that's fair. I think it's fair. I don't. I, I don't. Do. I don't I don't <laughs> I, I'm
1: with them, man. No.
0: I'm with them because I feel like How can you know you're worth
1: if you're not worth it? i f I'm with them because I feel like, for example, the the middle class white woman, right?
0: Right.
1: I don't know about you guys, but when I went to university, I saw White people, like, there's hardly any white woman, right? Right, like, I can count the amount of times I see a white person, right? So, in my mind, I'm like, White people, y'all are like fucking uneducated, man, or y'all are just not out here chasing degrees. I don't know because I don't see you guys out here, right? Yeah, something like
0: that. Or they've got family
1: businesses, which is usually, and then so at the same time, it's kind of like you're gonna have these white women come from middle class. She's not gotten to tertiary or anything like that. Mm-hmm. But she can still demand the man that's m- established. You know what I mean? So it, for me, it's like, now I'm going to be fair to the sisters. I'm going to let them also demand the best. Even though they have not been exposed there. But ultimately, they're still like that white woman. They both haven't gone to school. They both are just mm. <laughs> out here. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But for me, it's just more of a thing of like the world is such a different place for white people because i feel the same thing and this is what also i think black women try to show us as black men Mm -hmm. is that there are things that we as black men are crying out for like and white men just have it absolutely but then we're crucified when we cry out for it and say but why why am i not allowed to ask for it
0: what are we speaking about in 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 particular like what can we point to where that's the case is it Uh, Advancement In the workplace Is it a certain type of woman All of those things Oh you think You think that's the case Because I think Men have no reason To complain I think it's All of those things
1: Because for example And It's not so much An inferiority thing Mm -hmm. But if there was For example A manager Position available Mm -hmm. You And Chad Both apply Mm Mm-hmm Nine times out of ten, the black guy is gonna always hes gonna go to bed knowing that okay, they're gonna come back to us in a week's time about who they've chosen to to us mm-hmm. between the two of us, me and the white guy. Mm-hmm. And every night for that week, I can guarantee you that Chad is gonna go to bed thinking to himself, I've got this. He's mm-hmm. not even gonna be thinking about race or mm-hmm. anything, he's mm-hmm. gonna be saying, I've got this. Mm-hmm. I'm confident, I yeah, it's I'm true. gonna get that. It's true, but me as the black, I'm gonna be like, fuck why am i up against chad if only i was up against tabo i would have fucking been uh, in a con- better but position the yeah. that you're up against the white guy we're like oh shit i'm not gonna make it yeah i mean but and then we asked to like get our way with that to say why can't things be more fair why can't i just also get to the top positions mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. just for being me the same way black women say why can't i just get a high value man mm-hmm. the same way white women can just ask for it and get it but so that's what I'm saying, like, mm. we get crucified for asking for these best-of-life things, mm-hmm. and we are told, no, you need to go and do one, two, three. But listen, white people don't have to go do one, two, three. Like,
0: Listen, I, I hear your point, dude. Trust me, I hear you, because if you've been searching for jobs at any point in your life, you feel that way. You're like, what if I'm against somebody who's white, right, for that mm. position? Or what if I'm against somebody... This one comes to my mind most because I've only completed a, a diploma. What if I'm against somebody who's gotten a degree already? And they're, maybe my portfolio is better than his, but his level of education is higher than mine. There, there's more that goes into that. You understand? Like, at least you're there trying to do that. And that's why you can cry for it. Your portfolio is dope. Your CV is brilliant. Like, you killed whatever test that they gave you to get that position. But we're talking about women who are not trying, right? We're talking about women who have no ambition that want high-value men. They want, we're talking about women who bring nothing else to the table besides a fat ass. <laughs> and that is my problem. They are not yeah. in a position to ask for certain things. Whether they're black or white, let's forget that for a moment. We're just talking in the terms of race because women who are white already come from a level of privilege that most yeah. black people don't know about. And that's my issue. They can say, I want a man that's like this and this and this because they know they're inheriting daddy's business. They're inheriting daddy's wealth. So they want somebody who's wealthy. They want somebody mm-hmm. that's culturally aligned to their way of life, even if it's just from a financial or uh, class standpoint. Women who are from the ghetto, who are... Okay, you don't even have to go through schooling, right? You don't even have to go through schooling. Let's, let's take that out of the picture for a second. You're not doing anything to hustle. That's the problem yeah. that I have. I don't appreciate people like that. Like people like that. Mm. And now you're a woman. That's entitlement, bro. That's a, you're, You You feel entitled to a lifestyle that you're not doing anything to earn on your own. What value are you actually bringing? This is just like Joe Button and Rory in them. What are <laughs> you niggas doing on the side that's actually going to make this an amicable relationship where we can yeah. be like, She's got her thing, I've got my thing. Or you're just gonna be a housewife, which is a noble job, fine. But job. you're it is a it's a job, I guess. It's it's a <laughs> 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 my facial expressions. This is beg to differ. It it, it it's yeah, a, it's yeah. a role, okay? It's a role that's very important. What do they call right? themselves these days? Home executives.
1: <sighs> yeah, so PC.
0: Right. <laughs> call themselves home executives. I'd like
1: to be one though.
0: So okay. would I. But we're talking about Men who are in the workplace actively trying to get to positions, and when they're not in those positions, they cry about them because they're actively trying. Mm. I don't appreciate women who are not doing anything for themselves to get the type of men they think they deserve. Mm. You're valueless. You, Even if you say, okay, I can't afford schooling, that's the reality of millions of South Africans at the moment, unfortunately. Yeah libraries are free you can build your knowledge base you can go to a library pick up some books about things that you're interested in read the books bring them back to the library they're virtually free like i think you pay a couple rands a month for a library card but you can take as many books as you want to it's free there's no excuse to not build some sort of value for yourself if you're asking for the nigga that drives the s3 he's a manager Working his way well, to senior management and executive, that's the life you want. Mm. But you're sitting there doing absolute. Come on, Vusi. Come on. <laughs> no, co- no, wait, come, no on, it's come on. obviously, come Contextual. That's what I'm talking. I'm talking about people who are not building value for themselves. If you're
1: not building value at all for yourself, yes. then yes, you can't demand anything. But I'm saying if you're doing the same shit that someone else is doing, but what they demand, they're not crucified for. And when you demand your crucifixion, then that's where I have the, That's what I'm saying I stand with. And they on the and everything.
0: I agree. I just think that when you're choosing between a white woman and a black woman, there's a reason why you need to be a certain position if you think you're going to get the white woman. And it's not so much about race in my mind, and it is about privilege. Mm. Their social status is already higher because they're white now if they're asking for something for a man with higher social status you cannot fault them for that that's the life that they're used to yeah, that not the one that, not <laughs> the one that's not doing anything or they, has they, never lived
1: yeah nice it's so fucked up man it like, is I, I know that's the way the world works but yeah it's so
0: fucked up. It i agree I agree. It shouldn't be that way. I don't even have fat asses, man. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe niggas feel like they're getting more from the white women. Maybe they feel like they're benefiting more
1: as, as well. I think for a lot of men, it's just a trophy thing. You think so? Yeah, I, I don't. I think a lot of black men just that want these white women when they've reached a certain level of success. Mm, mm. You know, not talking about the guys that just start shooting from the jump y'all that just shoot from the jump like from a young age just one like white girls yeah oh, that's yeah. on you man you like them yeah but i'm talking about the guy was like yeah the day i make it that's when i'm gonna shoot get my shot one, at, at a hot mm. white room that mm. guy it's just more of a trophy thing for him. i
0: i feel you that's that's nastiness
1: i i hear you about it's that. a trophy thing it speaks to inferiority all Absolutely. those things because he feels like until i'm a millionaire i can't do it i can't get yeah that as is fucking um, Jessica Alba or whoever the fuck. I don't ooh. know who, which white woman's popping in the world right now. I'm, I'm, I'm stuck in 2010. <laughs> <laughs> Same. I'm <thinking> Jennifer Aniston. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like Jessica Alba. And I thought I was like, she's old as fuck right <laughs> She's old. <laughs> yeah. who, who, else, who else was up back then? Megan Fox. <laughs> Megan <laughs> Fox. Fox. I, I don't know. Pamela Anderson. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Jeez, we some old niggas. I, I need to see what's popping with white I women. I don't know.
0: I think Jennifer Lawrence was popping recently, Hunger Games girl. Mm. She was popping recently. I don't know who's white and popping really. You see? Yeah, Kim Kardashian is <laughs> white and she's been popping for the past decade. But those same black guys
1: though, they feel like right now he feels like he could go and shoot shots at fucking any black woman. Yeah, it's even true. like he could walk up to Kelly Rowland right now and, and shoot a shot. <laughs> that's how we all feel we feel like yeah she'll accept me She'll, and it's, it's so strange to me i don't get why but yeah this is the way yeah. the world works man white people are up they've been up they've for been a up.
0: <laughs> couple centuries yeah a couple <laughs> millennia yeah but i think yeah no i i think i still stand by what i'm saying dude i think um devoid of race if you're not building value for yourself you cannot expect a high value person
1: yeah just be doing something be
0: doing something like schooling is one example because I just think education is very important that's my value right that's where I place my value but I don't think you having a fat ass is enough yeah you can build your value somehow maybe learn entrepreneurial skills sell some Avon products I see a lot of women doing that yeah man Sell weaves, do hair, do something to show that you're trying to build your personal worth.
1: Yeah. I respect anyone's hustle, man. As long as exactly. you're doing something, Do something. I think if you're That's just it. like a cashier. Fam! I respect you because, you know what I think about it? Yeah. Like, like we all look down on a person who's a cashier or like mm. flipping burgers at McDonald's. Mm-hmm. But when I also look at it, like, from the bigger picture, mm-hmm. it's like, no one wants to do that job. So you know that if a person is doing that job, they're really doing it for the betterment of themselves. Absolutely. They are not just doing it for fun. Absolutely. They're really doing it because they want to get to a higher place.
0: I agree with that, dude. Like, yeah. they don't feel entitled to anybody's stuff, too, so which is an important yeah, thing. <laughs> so, like, do
1: something, guys. Hustle yeah. out there. Do what you got to do, man.
0: Yeah. No, I agree, man. I think that's a really dope place to leave this podcast. Um, a good message at the end of all that toxicity. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah like comment all that shit that you say that? get to subscribe <laughs> uh yeah man uh, follow us on our
1: socials at uh, mm. ygf podcast on twitter mm. and your girlfriend's favorite part on instagram yep and shout out to our lady shout out to Addy. shout out to tando mm-hmm. shout out to future Cittando. what whatever you guys gonna name your child. I'm fusing you two at the moment. He's fusing it, us. Hearing with the fusion, ha! Oh, so, guys are about to see the results of the fusion, ha! Yeah, very soon. That fusion. <laughs> <laughs> <The> fu- <laughs> I
0: was listening to one of our podcasts, bro, and I think we invented moan spaces. <laughs> <laughs> The beginning of one of these pods or the beginning of like a second half of one of these pods, it's just like me and you moaning. <laughs>
1: I did not listen to How do
0: you find this podcast, <laughs> dude? I don't like oh shit, listen, I created moan spaces months ago. <laughs> oh man. Months ago, man. Have you been listening to these moan spaces? No. <laughs> I haven't been
1: I've actually not been on any space yet. You never been on a space? You've been on space. Spaces happen too late. Like whenever I hop on tu- Twitter now, yeah, there's no purple space thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know how to maybe search for them. I need to maybe learn how to search for spaces because I don't know if it's based on who you follow or what. It's based on who you follow. Ah, uh, you see, maybe that's because yeah. uh, all the spaces I ever see pop up when I'm about to sleep. So when it's like yeah, fucking eleven, 11 or midnight, yeah. then I see purple shit. I'm like, I am not going to. Press.
0: Yeah, I was watching the screen recordings. Like, you know, people <laughs> record the screen yeah. and
1: like, yeah, they... I, although I wonder I would like to enter a space and listen, see what it's about. But I've never had the opportunity. The other time I tried to access one it was mm-hmm. happening live, but I couldn't get in. it
0: was like a gatekeeper.
1: I don't know how they work. I don't know if there's gatekeepers. Maybe I wasn't cool enough to get in. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, I hopped into a space. The thing is, you need to make sure you hop into a space like when it's starting. And you never know when these things fucking start. Like, there's hmm. no schedule. And I hopped into one and it's like, what are these people talking about, dude? That's the thing, you can't just hop into one. It's not like an Insta-Live.
1: No, I see. Like
0: they're talking, actually having conversations, like, ah, oh, dude, I don't know what's happening. That's why moan spaces are fire. You just get in there and they're moaning. <laughs> 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 why are people moaning on Twitter? Sam, I told my grandma stop watching porn, bro. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Moon Spaces were yeah, that's, fuck. No, that's dude, crazy. It's crazy.
1: Yeah, man. Link me to that. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, I'm a linky, I'm a linky. But yeah, yeah. there's also macaroni space.
1: I don't even want to ask. <laughs> there's squirt space. There's
0: mad spaces, bro. Without the visual, like, trauma. just audio. That's yeah, it's crazy, just audio, dude. It sounds hot, like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I'll, I'll try to
1: get into space. I want to see what it's like.
0: No, man, I, I... Like like I said, the one that I hopped into, I just... I, I did not know what was like,
1: going on. Like a Zoom or Skype teams meeting where he's like, you just mute yourself and you just...
0: Just listen, yeah. Mm. Pretty much. Well, you can request to be a speaker, but mm. most people just go in there and they listen. Or if like it's pre planned, like people want to have actual podcasts, I guess, mm. and they just get on there and they speak. That's, That's also what they're doing at the moment. But yeah, it seems to be an interesting addition to the Twitter technology. Yeah. You can just Anybody can do a podcast now, pretty much. The audio quality is not bad at all. Like, mm. it's pretty decent. So. Yeah, that's that's Twitter, eh? That's like our tech rep. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, man. We'll, we'll, we'll look into these spaces. Honestly, yeah. they're about listen to yeah. one.
0: Yeah, don't don't fall don't fall behind on the technology, bro. <laughs> like we're already behind on TikTok and shit, bro. Like don't fall behind, man. These kids are doing fast. some shit, man. They're moving this fast.
1: Silicon Valley's all the way up. Sure,
0: man. But anyways, yeah. Uh, episode ninety one. We're yeah. out of here, man.
1: Ninety one. Peace. Peace.